Hey brother Nico, this is Ivan. Um, quick question, does a believer have to have a background in biblical studies or graduated from a Bible college in order to share their faith or preach or teach on the word? Uh, I would like your thoughts on this. I'm asking because I felt led to start a podcast of my own. And a little, little hesitant to do so because I have no biblical studies background. And um, I would mostly be led of the Spirit to do so. But if you could, uh, give me your thoughts on this. Thank you and have a blessed day. What's up, End Times Church? This is your brother, Nico. Welcome to the Rumble Reverend Podcast. Um, today's special day because I actually got my very first voice message uh, through anchor.fm and I was asked a question and I'm going to answer it and I'm sure that you heard it before uh, I came on and I just want to thank brother Ivan for reaching out and asking me uh, such a question and I'm glad that you did because this is something that um something that I had to deal with before and you know and, and, and as I was listening to Ivan's message I think he answered his own question and I'm, and I'm gonna show how he had answered his own question and there and, and I'm gonna show I'm gonna give you the answer now it's by the spirit He's, he had said in his message that he feels it by the Holy Spirit that he's being compelled uh, or he believes that he's being called to start a new podcast uh, but he but the but the devil's casting some shade on on the word of God and making him doubt so today um, you know I prayed before I got on here and I asked the Lord would he would raise up men and ministers but preachers who who would go out into the streets and the highways and the byways you know I don't. I'm not against the the, the, the gathering of the of the church and the gathering of the saints, but in order to add to, to those numbers, to add to to the saints, we need to go out to the streets. We need to go out uh, to the places where the lost are, because they're not coming to church, and there and we know that there's statistics that that show that. That, that people aren't going to churches, that, that less and less people have faith in God. There's less and less um, church attendance. And, you know, we're, we're, we want God to change that. We want him to, to, to turn that around so that, that, that these pews will be filled and, and that, that, the, that the word of God and the gospel will be preached from each pulpit uh, uh, on every Sunday and that souls will be won and that people would repent and that and that people would be baptized and that they would be discipled and then sent out to go win more souls for the Lord. Anyway, um, I want to pray over this because you know, I really feel like this is something that needs to be talked about. Uh, I'm going to give my thoughts I'm going to share the verses that I believe uh, back up what I believe. I will also show uh, uh, the other side of the coin. Um, I personally believe that you do not need a degree to be a pastor. But there are, in some cases, 
where it's helpful, where it's beneficial, where I believe even you may need to have a degree. Um, you know, and it really all depends um, because there's different kinds of pastors, there's different kinds of ministers, um, but our end goal should always be the same, Christ and leading people to Him. Amen. Praise the Lord. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, uh, we come before you. We come before your throne of grace to receive mercy and grace and in our time of need. And right now we need to know whether or not we need a degree. Do we need a piece of paper from a college to say that that we're men of God and that we're that we're taught uh, and that we know how to minister? I do thank you, God, for the for the men who have gone to seminary, and and, and we thank you, God, for them, because God, they were called by the Holy Spirit to go to do those things. Not everyone is called to do those things, but we thank you for the ones who have. We thank you for the ones who had the opportunity to. But Lord, for those who, who for whatever reason, can't go to college, can't go to seminary, Lord. God, that doesn't mean that they're 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 bench warmers. That doesn't mean anything, Lord. You can still do very very mighty things in Jesus' name through us who are not formally educated. Lord, I pray that you reveal that today. I, Lord, I pray you that the truth sets us free. I pray that people who are listen who will listen to this message will be set free. That their doubts will be gone and melt away in Jesus' name. And I pray that 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 their confidence in the, in the fire that they once had, Lord, that it reignites. And I pray, Lord, send us out. You've already said to go, but God, put a flame in us, Lord. Put a fire in us, Lord. Put your spirit in us, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. So, I'm... First things first, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. And I've already said it. I don't believe you need a degree in order to minister. Um, if we look in the Gospels, look at who Jesus picked to be his disciples. He picked mostly fishermen. And if any of you know fishermen, like true fishermen who do it for a living or do it a lot, fishermen are... are blue collared you know they're rough and they're not refined they're not formal you know they they smell like fish and uh you know they're 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 just not they're lower class people and not saying that that's bad or anything like that but let you know let's just be honest now that now there are some who aren't but there's an element you know of toughness uh, uh, to these, you know, these fishermen, you know, there was also, I, I believe Matthew was a tax collector and, and back in those days, the tax collectors were looked down upon and they were hated. And it even was said that Jesus, uh, would associate himself with sinners, but just would not, he, but he would not commit sin. You know, um, this is where different kinds of ministers and bishops and overseers, come in because imagine you know let's say your pastor at your church and maybe someone would still do this but let's just say I wouldn't want to see rather have my you know I don't know this is just like I said this is my opinion 
Right now, this is my opinion, what I'm sharing. And then I'm going to go into what, you know, the back, what I, uh, back of what I'm going to say. Um, for whatever reason, there's several reasons. Let's say a pastor, there's a pastor at a church who can't go to a certain place for whatever reason, maybe fear of losing his reputation, you know, or scarring it, uh, fear of, um, being hurt physically so there's then the lord can pick somebody who can get in who can get in with the with those folks who can get into those places and go minister to the lost and then bring them to the pastor you know we, we can we can all work we got we all we got this i think there needs to quit we need to quit putting a dividing line well, I'm a pastor. I'm a real pastor because I've been to college. But you're not a real pastor because you got your ordination through an online course. Or you're just a self-called pastor, but you're not. Like, well, I don't know. You know, we got to look at the Bible to the requirements of a pastor in an overseer. And I believe that anybody, no matter what ministry they're in, you have to be called by God and you have to be led by the spirit. That's it. You can't, you can't be like, well, I feel like I'm a pastor. I need to be a pastor. Isn't that like, well, there's a lot of people who feel that and they're in error and they're leading many people astray. So this is why it's so important that we have to know how, what our calling is and what we're being called to. That it's not just some feeling that we have to get past our flesh that, you know, our mind is, carnal and that 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 our carnal mind does does us no good for the things that are spiritual so we have to be led by the spirit to answer our call and to do our call you know um i know i was listening to a to a message in regards to this just recently you know and, and um when you're called i mean and, I, and, and the reason i'm sharing this is because I've experienced this too, where, you know, there was, this minister was preaching and he was saying that he remembers when the spirit came on him, that, you know, the night that he was supposed to debut as his, as, a, as a minister, he had his, all his notes and, and all those things. And he got on the pulpit and didn't use none of it. And just, he was like, it was like, the word of God was just coming through me and bypassing my mind. It's like none of what I was saying was coming from my brain. It was just coming from the Lord. And and I and and I could I'm sure anybody who is who who who's filled, filled with the Spirit understands what that minister was talking about because I I know I've felt that before. I've experienced that before. Uh, in fact, there's been times. I've recorded podcasts and man, it's just flowing. It's just like, like, like the, like Jesus said that, 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 that it will flow like living water and it just flows out. And then it's like, afterwards you're like, what just happened? What just occurred? It's just like, it just comes, it just comes and it's just powerful. And it's what it needs to be said. And, uh, I think that's a lot more powerful than a piece of paper. Not saying that 
going to seminary is bad. It's kind of, there's kind of, I believe there is a, a very fine line and, but that both of these things, a, a minister who's being led by the spirit and, a, but also the, the minister who's going to seminary also needs to be led by the spirit. If you're being led by the spirit to go get your degree in, in, in theology or whatever, then go answer the call. If you're not sure, pray about it, you know, uh, go to the extent and go into a fast and wait and expect that God is going to answer your prayer because he wants us. He desires more than we do for us to know what our call is. But also, you got, uh, we have an enemy who's relentless and will do anything and everything to stop us from knowing and, and having it revealed to us what we are because we will be so dangerous to the, to the kingdom of hell. Because that, that, those gates will not prevail against this church. It will not prevail over the gates of, uh, uh, it will, those gates of hell will not prevail over the church of Jesus Christ. They can throw anything at us. They can come as hard as they can at us, but we have the victory through Jesus Christ. Anyway, so that's my thing. I think that depending on what situation uh, it is, a pastor either with a degree and a pastor without have their benefits. <clears throat> now, I believe that in the question that I was, Ivan was asking, like, do I need to do this to have a podcast in order to be legit? Uh, do I? Um, no, you don't. You know, um, there's scripture that all over the all over the New and Old Testament that talks about the Spirit coming upon us and speaking through us, and at the at that very hour. You know, that's the very, that's the word that it says, the very hour the spirit will give you the words that you need to speak. And it's true. I didn't know what I was going to say today. I mean, I had some notes, but I haven't even touched my notes yet. I'm just, man, I'm flowing right now. And I'm praying that this, that this word speaks to somebody, that this word penetrates, that this word pricks the heart, that it provokes you, the listener, to good works. So, um, let's go into the scripture. You know, um, I have several scriptures, but there, there is about seven or eight of them that I want to, uh, really touch on. Um, let me go grab my Bible. I don't have it here with me. I know that's bad, but you know, I would really, I'm going to bra- break out my study Bible, which is my big, thick old Bible here. Cause I know that, uh, I'm going to need some help explaining this. And there's some good commentary in it. Uh, Just give me one moment. Okay, I'm back. All right. So go ahead and get your Bible and go to the Gospel of John, chapter 14. And when you get the Gospel of John, chapter 14, go to verse 26. And verse 26 says, But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things 
that I said to you. This is red letter. This is this is the Lord Jesus Christ speaking right here. And I mean this is this is the answer to the question and this is how I was saying earlier to brother Ivan you answer your own question when you said that you you believe you feel you uh, you you just feel compelled to to start this podcast and you need to start preaching and, and get this out uh, brother I encourage you to start a podcast I encourage you to to share your testimony let that be your very first episode and let everybody know how the Lord Jesus saved you and how your life was before you got saved and how he brought you to faith and how your life has changed ever since he has come into your life and saved you. And just like uh, I want to tell you guys this, and let me simply, what is a testimony? Well, let me say, let me put it to you like this. It's kind of like a review. You know, you, you want to buy something. You want to get into something. You look for reviews. And I, so I, I, I put it like this. You know, your testimony is kind of like a Amazon review of Jesus Christ. You let them know uh, what kind of value you got from Jesus. What, how, this, how this Jesus Christ has benefited your life and how it's changed you. You know, uh, tell them about how how faithful God is to his word you know i mean any i believe that any real testimony of a, of a, of a true repentant blood washed believer will always always include Jesus Christ will always include the gospel always because in order for you to be saved, you have to have some kind of understanding of, of the gospel. You have to have an understanding of you, that you are a sinner in need of a savior. You have to understand that. And then you have to understand that God made one way through his son, Jesus Christ. That faith in him, that whosoever Whosoever shall believe in him will have an everlasting life. And that's a promise. That's a promise that's guaranteed. I mean, I'm not, I am not a college educated minister. Um, I will admit that I did try to go. I I was, um, I had try to get my um, bachelor's degree at uh, Grand Canyon University here in Phoenix and um, it just wasn't it wasn't I thought it was my calling you know but the Lord showed me that it, it just that wasn't it and he also showed me you know my heart behind it and um, so no so for me, it, or at least in this time, it's just not my, it's just not for me. But the Lord did open other ways for me to minister and to minister to other people. So um, I got a, a, 
one of those online ordinations. Now, I know that very many people look down on those because, you know, they're very casual now. Now, anybody, you know, hey, my my best buddy can get ordained and marry me and my lady. And it's very casual and everything. That's just the enemy watering down what God has done. And we, we should know that. Now, my recommendation is there's an organization that I belong to, which is called the National Association of Christian Ministers. And they will ordain, uh, will ordain you. But here's the thing. I mean, this is, like I said, this is a National Association of Christian Ministers. What are the, there's there some requirements. Um, obviously, you got to have faith. You got to have faith in Christ and be born again. And the other thing is that um, you have to be in good standing. You know, they, they actually do a background check. On, on their ministers to make sure that, that they're not criminals. Um, also, they require that, uh, you know, at least once a year you pop in and check in into, into the websites and, and say, hey, I'm still here. I'm still doing minister work. And the other one of the other requirements uh, of the National Association of Christian Ministers is that you do you refrain from marrying same-sex couples if you can or agree or if you, if you can do all of that you could be ordained by this church and this is an actual uh, organization an actual church um, it, it, there are there I, there are other websites and stuff I know that they're uh, through personal um, experience that uh, for example, there's a church called the United National Church, and they offer to uh, get you ordained. Well, I went with them um, back in 2016, and for the first year uh, that I was ordained, uh, I was marrying people. I, I, the Lord had called me to to get ordained and to marry people, to study marriage. Uh, so that I knew what the heck I was talking about. If I needed a counsel, you know, some of these couples. Um, and also to minister to the lost. And, and man, oh, praise God. That season was so good because I got to minister to to couples and, and to really let them know, you know, this is what you're really getting into. This is biblical marriage. Like, you know, you hired me and I'm a Christian, so I'm going to minister to you and tell you the truth. And I got to minister to the truth to them. Like, this is what you're called to do as a wife. You're called to respect your husband. And as a husband, you're called to love your wife. And they go into the details of what, are the, what that all means. And, I, and you know, I got to... Praise God, I got to minister to them. I got to share my testimony with them. And praise the Lord, they got married. And at the, and then at the ceremony, you know, of course, I'm going to, I got a chance to minister to them and they're all their guests. I got to preach on, on marriage. But none, that would have never happened if I would have listened to the people at my church or other people trying to bring me down. Oh, you're just a fake pastor. You should go to seminary, and you're making a mockery of of the of, of being a pa- of being a minister and this and that and da 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 da. But yet, 
the gospel got preached not only to the couple but to the couple and their family and their friends and their guests and me and anybody else who was listening so you mean to tell me that I'm wrong because I felt called and I prayed about it and the Lord opened the door and I went through and people got ministered to and I'm wrong because I didn't go to college I didn't go to seminary you know no no we gotta quit trying to put God in a box we gotta we gotta remember that, that this is this is the Lord God can do anything with anyone in fact we look in the Bible and there God loves to use misfits God loves to use the weak God loves to use the underdog and the foolish so that his power may be made manifest all we need is his grace his grace is enough it's sufficient anyway so that's John 14 26 uh, let's go to a couple chapters after that to John chapter 16 verse 13 well in fact before we do that I want to read some commentary on this 14 uh, John chapter 14 verse 26 I apologize I'm so sorry um, in my commentary Bible it just says the Holy Spirit is mentioned infrequently in the Old Testament uh, Jesus' focus here was on the Spirit's future teaching ministry so this, and that's right. That's something I forgot to mention. Forgive me. This, this was the Lord speaking, but this this was Him prophesying about what the Spirit would do when the Spirit would come, uh, and we know that happened in Acts, and it happened on the day of Pentecost. All right. So chapter. Now let's move forward to chapter sixteen, uh, verse thirteen, and uh, the word says here. One sec here. However, when He, the Spirit of Truth has come he will guide you into all truth for he will not speak on his own authority but whatever he hears he will speak and he will tell you the things to come so let's look at the commentary that says um on the spirit of truth it says see note at uh, chapter 14 16 anyway the spirit's ministry of guiding Jesus' followers into all truth will fulfill the psalmist's longing for divine guidance. And that and, and it shows here that these are this should be in Psalm chapter 25 verses 4 through 5, Psalm 43 verse 3, Psalm 86 verse 11, and Psalm 143 uh, verse 10. Isaiah recounted how God led his people in the wilderness by the Holy Spirit in Isaiah chapter uh, 63 verse 14 and predicted God's renewed guidance in the future. That's in Isaiah chapter 43 verse 19. The word tell occurs over 40 times in the book of Isaiah where declaring things to come is said to be the exclusive domain of God and where God challenges pretenders to declare the things to come praise the Lord 
So, I mean, if you really have the Spirit of God, if the, if the Lord speaks to you a thing that is yet to come, it'll come true because He's the one who spoke it. But if a man says he's prophesied and then it doesn't come to pass, <clears throat> then he, it didn't come from the Lord. Amen. <clears throat> um, another verse that I want to go to here, since we were talking about Isaiah, uh, let's jump to... Isaiah chapter 30. All right, Isaiah chapter 30, verse 21. It says here, Your ears shall hear a word behind you saying, This is the way, walk in it. Whenever you turn to the right hand or whenever you turn to the left. So, I've, I've experienced this and I'm sure other believers have experienced this where something tells you which way to go you do it and it it, it, it happens it's perfect it works out I don't know I don't know how to explain it but I, I've, I've I've personally experienced this and and done it and it worked out and, it, and, and then I knew it was the Lord and I just gave him praise because I knew it was him I knew it was him. I didn't. At first, I was like, uh, "But you know what? I'm gonna have faith, and then go for it." And mm, faith pleases the Lord. Amen. So, um, like I was saying here, so this is thirty twenty-one. Walking in the way is reminiscent of the language of Psalm one and Proverbs. There are two ways, a crooked path that represents an evil life heading toward death and a straight path of godliness that leads to life. So we want to listen to the voice of the Lord that's going to lead us to life because I'm sure just as you, some of you have experienced hearing the voice of the Lord to tell you which way to go and it works out perfectly, you may have thought that you heard the voice of the Lord it ends up it might have been just you or it may have been the enemy and it led you to death it led you to catastrophe it led you to calamity so we got to ask the Lord to help us to discern his spirit and his voice so that we know which way to go so that way we we can stay on the straight and narrow path that leads to paradise uh, since this uh, note here was talking about uh Proverbs, if you will go with me to Proverbs chapter 1, verse 23. Some sec here. So here we go. Uh, Proverbs chapter 1, verse 23 says, Turn at my rebuke. Surely I will pour out my spirit on you. I will make my words known to you. So here it is. We're being, it's a call to wisdom. So turn to, you know, the, in, in Psalms 23, it says that uh, your rod and your staff comfort me. God's correction, which we know he does out of love, comforts us. It comforts us. So turn to God's rebuke. Turn to his correction. If he's correcting you right now, that you need to answer this call. If whatever it is, whether it's to start a podcast, to start a blog, to start a YouTube channel, uh, to go preach on the corner of the street, to go uh, whatever, 
Whatever the way it is. Answer it. Answer it. Answer it in faith, like in pray that like, God, I'm gonna do this in faith. And the Lord will show you if it if it's not of him and it's gonna be like rubbing sandpaper on your leg, it's just not gonna work, it's just gonna fall apart. But when it's of the Lord, oh man, it is smooth like butter. It just glides. It's just smooth sailing. So when it when it when it's from the Lord, it just flows. It's like I mentioned earlier, it just flows out. It just it's supposed to be easy. You know, Jesus said that his his burden would be light. His yoke is easy for us. And, and most of it because he's the one carrying most of it. You know, he's the one doing all the work. All we have to do is just show up and, and be there and he'll use us and he'll speak through us. He'll do what we can't do in the natural supernaturally. Amen. So uh, another another verse that I want to go to is, and we're going to go all the way back to the New Testament, is we're going to go to uh, 1 Corinthians. So, 1 Corinthians, chapter 9, excuse me, chapter 2, verses 9 through 13. So, go to 1 Corinthians, and make sure you go to 1 Corinthians. I made the mistake of going to 2 Corinthians and reading out of that and making a fool out of myself in front of church one time. (laughs) It was funny, because they're like, can somebody please read 1 Corinthians such and such? And I thought I got there first. And I was in 2 Corinthians and I read it and everybody looked at me all weird like, what? <laughs> and I was like, oh, had to go back 1 Corinthians and read it. It was so, it was funny. It was a little bit embarrassing, but you know, I'm just letting you know, be careful. Don't be like me and make the mistake of, you know, going to 2 Corinthians instead of 1 Corinthians. So 1 Corinthians chapter 2 uh, starting in verse 9 says but it is written but as it is written I has not seen nor ear heard nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him verse 10 but God has revealed them to us through his spirit for the spirit searches all things yes the deep things of God for what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him which excuse me for even so no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God now we have received not the spirit of the world but the spirit who is from God that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. These things we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. So here we have Paul speaking on spiritual wisdom. And once again, he's confirming here that it's the spirit that reveals everything to us and reveals our need for a savior and reveals to us that we're sinners and that reveals to us that there's a 
there's a Savior, that God had made a way, and that that way is Jesus Christ, and that we have to believe in Him and have faith in Him and to trust Him and to trust His promises, and then and, and to get baptized and to read our Word and to pray. And but we gotta be led by the Spirit. When it's not led by the Spirit. It falls apart. It doesn't work. It becomes religious. In fact, if you look in in the Gospels, who are the ones that are educated? Who are the ones who uh, who, who who went against Jesus? The religious people, the Pharisees, the ones who have been through through the processes and been through the and know all the law and know all the word and they know everything, right? They're just they're, they're, and they're full of pride because they know so much because they've been taught by men. But Jesus picked men who were not educated, who were nobodies, who had no, who had no, who others would say have no business out of pulpit. Jesus called those people. You know, there's a saying that says that uh, it's. God doesn't, you know, you don't have to be qualified in order to be called by God. God will qualify you. If he calls you, he will qualify you. He'll make sure that, you know, if he's calling you to be a podcaster, if he's calling you to be a minister, if he's calling you to, you know, children's ministry, if he's calling you to whatever, God is going to make sure that you're qualified, that he will qualify you. He'll make sure that you will be, you will be effective and you will be, uh, powerful not because of anything of you but because of him because he's gonna freely flow through you because his power his spirit will flow through you we just have to make ourselves available we have to humble ourselves and make ourselves a a sacrifice that is pleasing to the lord we have to humble ourselves that is the kind of sacrifices that, that please God. A broken and contrite heart. So humble yourself. And he, in due time, will exalt you. God has not forgotten about you. God hasn't forgotten about you. He still remembers. And he still has a plan for your life. And he still wants to use you it's just not time yet for one you're not ready and the people aren't ready yet either oh God I pray that you would prepare our hearts and our minds those who will be sent out to minister and for those too who will be ministered as well that even now that you would prepare of people that you would prepare men and women to go out to go preach the gospel to go win souls to stand against evil Lord to stand firm in their faith as your word says that we will defeat the enemy by by the blood of the lamb by the word of our testimony and not loving life even unto death. Not loving our own life unto death. Oh Lord, I pray this calling is too great. But Lord, you qualify us. 
through the blood of Jesus. That is the only reason why I'm here today ministering. It's because of Jesus. But the Lord called me to this. I didn't want to do this, but the Lord called me to this. And I asked and I prayed and I fasted and the Lord said, yes, and I'm here I am. And now I have a listener, praise God, that the Lord stirred their heart to do the same, to reach the lost via podcast. Hallelujah. I'm so honored. I'm so privileged to be a part of this. God would take a nobody like me and make me a preacher of the word. That he would take the weak and foolish thing, me, so that his power may be his power may be made perfect. So his power can be manifested to, to the world so that people will know that it's not me, that it's him. And it's all about him. It's not about me. Amen. So, you see, um, we're back to 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 9 through 13. God's spiritual, God's supernatural wisdom was understood by those who were enabled to see it through the Spirit's illumination. It has to be through the Spirit. God has to sh- open your eyes. God has to shine His light, and He has to, and He does it through the Holy Spirit. You can't go out and minister. You can't do nothing without the Spirit. There, if you don't have the Spirit, you can't do nothing. You can't. You gotta have it. And, you, and, and well, well, what do I do? Ask for it. Pray for it. You know, if, if this is something that concerns you, then you need to pray. You know, you need to go read Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 through 7, and do what it says. Do what it says. Do what it says in regards to this. And just have peace. And if there's something stirring in you, and it's stirring you, you need to go minister, then go do it. Answer it. Take your first step. You don't have to be Billy Graham, because... And go rescue millions because the Lord could just be asking you to, to save a handful. But that's all he requires of you. Just be faithful. Be a good and faithful servant. Hallelujah. So, the deep things of God refers to the deepest wisdom that God's spirit reveals to believers. The most profound wisdom as understood from, from previous context throughout the letter is Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory and him crucified. That's it. That's the gospel. Jesus Christ and him crucified. Why did Christ, why did God come to earth in the body of Jesus Christ? And why was he crucified? And what happened afterwards? Just as the human spirit within a man knows what he is thinking, 
also the Spirit of God knows the thoughts of God. Therefore, if the Spirit is speaking to you, if the Spirit is telling you the mind of the Lord, it's speaking the mind of what is in, is in the mind of God, what He is thinking, what is His thoughts. With the reception of the Spirit from God, a person understands that Christ and Him crucified is actually the highest wisdom. Comparing spiritual things with spiritual could also be translated as explaining spiritual things to spiritual people, expressing spiritual things in the spiritual words. Oh, man. I mean, this is our carnal mind does us no good. Now, does knowing Hebrew church history and all those they all have a benefit I think we only should know some of that I think um, we all should learn some some Hebrew words um, we should um, you know study some some of these d- deeper things we should ask God for deeper revelation we you know and um, but who's gonna teach that I mean Yes, it's from the Spirit, but, you know, there are other believers in that also have the Spirit. Therefore, and they have a they have a gift as well that has been given to them. So, if they've been given the gift to be able to, to go to seminary and learn all this theology, learn all this history, learn all these other languages, and, and, and then we need to allow that because that was ordained by God. God had spoken that. So, th- like I mentioned... You know, to answer the question, do I believe it? I believe personally, no. But they, uh, everything has its place, and, and and a pastor who has degrees, who's been to seminary, has his place. You know, for example, you know, at my church, I'm I understand that most of the pastors that preach are either are in currently, or are or are graduates with degrees in. Uh, divinity and and, uh, and masters in arts and theology and uh, I know that my the, the main the, my lead pastor at my church he's currently going to college uh, you know he's already been a pastor for a while but I guess he's going for more and he's learning Hebrew and there's an, uh, another assistant pastor that I know personally uh, he's been he's already graduated and such but he's going back to school to go get his masters and and there's another pastor in my church who who's just starting and and this guy could preach and and, and everything and he's really good and he and uh, all of them they they man they they preach well and when they preach oh I love it because it's like Yes, they have all this head knowledge, but the Lord is using all of that. You know, the, the Spirit says that it brings back to our remembrance of things that that Christ had already spoken to us. So, they, so, so God uses this knowledge that these men have to to distribute and to share to us, the congregation. So it has its place. Also, some of these pastors, when they go to these churches, they also have to learn psychology and such to deal with people who are in distress. Because you get, you know, as a pastor, you're not only just going up there to minister on Sunday and you go home. Like, no, there's stuff going on during the week, and there's people who are going through stuff. There's people who are who are dealing with death and sickness and, and wayward children and, and drug addiction and, and and rape and and trauma and and all of those things. And and, and you gotta be 
strong in your faith. And you gotta you gotta sit there and, and, and sit there and just listen to these people and wait and be patient. And, and you gotta know your word and you gotta know what to say. But if 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 you haven't spent any time with the Lord, how are you ever gonna know? But if you have spent time with the Lord, you can minister. You don't have to have on your uh before your name pastor or bishop or deacon or anything like that. The, 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 the only title that we should be worried about is having the title child of God and that we shouldn't be worried that we should have the seal of God stamped on our forehead and that our names are engraved in the in the hand in the palm of God and that our names most importantly are written in the Lamb's book of life you know that, that reminds me you know that the, 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 that the Lord had sent out his disciples and they had came back and they were rejoicing that the that the demon the demons would, would listen to them. But he had told them that that he, you know that's the lesser thing. The higher thing is they listen to you because your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. You know, when we stand before the Lord, you know, that's what's gonna matter. Is your name written in there? Is your name written in the Lamb's book of life? If you're not sure, give your life to the Lord. If you if if you if you backslid, if you if you've just gone astray, man, there's still time. There's still grace. There's still room at the cross. Come back. God still has a plan. God still has a purpose for you. God still wants to use you. Don't be afraid. Have faith. Trust in the Lord. Trust that he knows the future because he's already called the end from the beginning. And he already knows what's going to happen in between. And he knows in particular what is going on in your life. He knows every detail. You are his child. And you have a purpose. And he has a and he has a plan. Only if you receive it. Only if you come and receive it in faith. And go out and go do it. And pray. You do it with the Lord. You, you don't do any of this within your own power. You stay prayed up. You stay in the word. You you do your part in the natural. And the Lord will do his in the supernatural. The Lord will anoint you. The Lord will give you his spirit. The Lord will speak through you and to you at the same time. Um, I want to move on. Let's go to... Um, 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and we're going to go to verse 8 chapter 12 verse 8 almost there not more pages in a study Bible <laughs> chapter 8 verse chapter 12 verse 8 and, it, and the word says for to one is given the word of wisdom through the spirit to another the word of knowledge through the same spirit let's let, let me let me let me i want to read this whole paragraph so let's start at verse four so that's first corinthians chapter 12 starting at verse four there are diversities of gifts but the same spirit there are differences in minist- of ministries but the same lord and there are diversities of activities but is the same God who works in all. 
But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another a word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the same Spirit, to another working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. So, as God wills, he'll take one man, send him to seminary, and give him and give him degrees. But he'll take another man, get him ordained, or not even that. He'll just tell him, go out. Just go. Take your karaoke machine, get on a corner, and start preaching. Take a piece of cardboard, write a verse, write something, and stand on the corner. Or um, make yourself available at work. That's somebody who needs prayer. Anything. Make yourself available. Humble yourself. Humble yourself like, God, here I am. Send me. Who can God send? Here I am. Send me. Just like it says in Isaiah chapter 6. In the throne room scene that, you know, that he had seen the Lord high and lifted up. Can you imagine that? And his train filled the temple. Ooh. The prophet had said that he, that he was, you know, oh, I'm, I'm too dirty, I'm too sinful. I, I, I come from a people with, with dirty lips. And, and an angel came and took a coal and put it on his lips and said that your your iniquities are clean. So maybe you feel like Isaiah, you know, like, oh, like, God, why would you want to use me, a sinful man? A sinful man. Why would you want to use me? I'm weak. You know, I'm not college educated. You know, I, I'm not, I don't come from, you know, a, a prestigious family. Uh, I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm not the, I'm not the head, but I'm the tail. Uh, I'm the lowest of the low. You're a perfect candidate. I'll tell you, you are a perfect candidate. The Lord don't want to use somebody who's 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 full of themselves and full of their own merits and their own uh, their own power, but by His Spirit, not by our might, but not by our not by our power, but by His Spirit. That we should be empowered by Him. We should be sent out by Him. It all starts with God, and in, and in between, it's all God, and at the end, it's all God. We just have to plug in. We just got to get with it. So get with it. Any any of you, any of my listeners today who's listening to this, or anyone who's in within the listen, or the sound of my voice, if the Lord is calling you to start some kind of Anything. I'm not even talking about a church or anything. Let's just start. Let's just start. Start small. Let's say the Lord is just putting in your mind, putting on your heart to go to some busy intersection with a piece of cardboard, and you take one of those big old thick, you know, uh, uh, permanent markers so that everybody can see whatever your message is that the Lord puts on your heart. 
and stand out there. I bet you, you don't have to even stand out for a long time. Imagine standing out there for 15 minutes. How many people would see your message? Now, there's going to be some people who are going to mock you, but they mock Jesus. And it says, and the word says that, you know, for those who want to live righteous, they will be persecuted. So if you are being persecuted, you are in good, uh, how would they say, in good, uh, you know, you're, you're well surrounded by those who are, have been persecuted before. The Lord Jesus was, was persecuted and you're not greater than your master. So if he got persecuted, so will you. And, and praise God that you are able to, to suffer those those persecutions. But, in, but praise God that you didn't have to suffer like the Lord because he took on all of God's wrath and took all of our punishment. And and, and, and whatever we suffer here is light. You, you can't stand on a corner, maybe get a little hot, maybe even get a sunburn for the Lord. So that so maybe somebody driving by could be encouraged, or maybe somebody will hear the Lord's call and get saved. Don't be selfish. Don't be selfish. It says here in the Word that we that whatever we're blessed with, we need to be a blessing to other people. We don't we don't want to hold any of these things in because we hold these things in, we become stagnant and we become dead. But we are, we need to be alive. And then as God needs to flow through us and God needs to, so that way we can touch people. So that way they, that he can speak to them. We need to be his mouth and his hands and his feet. Oh, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Oh, Heavenly Father, as I finish this message, God, I just pray. Oh, Lord, I pray that you send this word out. I pray, God, that it's a call to your people, to all men and women to go out and go minister in any way, shape, or form that they can, whether it's on social media or out on the streets or at work uh, or with their friends or on the phone, anything in every way, God, you, we, we can't put you in a box because, God, you could use any way, any method. God, you even have taken a few loaves of bread and a few fish and you fed thousands. That you could take our little bit and then you could feed thousands. And Lord, your word says that we don't live on bread alone, but that we also live on every word that proceeds from your mouth, God. Your people need to be fed, but we. Your word says that, that the laborers are few, and that we need to pray so that more laborers would be sent out. Well, God, I pray in Jesus' name that more laborers would be sent out, that more people would be sent out to go to this harvest. That there will be more people who would, who would, who would go sow seeds and go water seeds and to go get the harvest and to go get the people and, and that I pray that the lost would be found and I pray that people would be discipled and that those people would then go out and go make disciples and we pray these things in Jesus holy name amen <laughs>